0: Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges.
1: If you've lived in Calgary for a while, chances are you've crossed paths with our next guest in one way or another. Maybe you haven't shaken hands, but you've likely enjoyed one of his carefully prepared culinary masterpieces. Giuseppe Di Gennaro. I did that with my Italian accent as he requested. Has been the owner and executive chef at top restaurants including Il Sogno, Capo and Borgo Trattoria and is now the culinary director at the Vintage Group. Giuseppe joins us this morning to talk food and a little business. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, David.
0: Good morning, Tara. Good morning, Giuseppe. Buongiorno.
1: Buongiorno. Oh, buongiorno. <laughs> yeah, come stai? Bene, grazie. <laughs> We're practicing. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, So Tara, I don't know if you noticed because you don't uh, live in downtown like me eight or nine hours a day, Um, but at the northwest corner of 10th Avenue and 4th Street, uh, on the main floor of the new residential tower called the Oliver, there's a new concept called Luca. Yes. What an Italian name, Luca. It is very Italian. (laughs) Did you choose the name?
2: I didn't, no, but, I, <laughs> but I do enjoy the name. It's uh, well, well, sort of chosen for a restaurant.
0: For sure. So, Giuseppe, uh, you know, can you share with us the concept behind Luca? Because when I walked in, it wasn't just Luca. There was uh, many Lu- different Lucas.
2: Yes. So, uh, Luca is part of the Fleetwood Group of restaurants. So, meaning that in one location, we actually have a multiple. Areas where you can actually dine. So we have a pizzeria, we have a lounge, we have a restaurant, as well as a coffee shop and a market with a deli. So you can actually grab food for each of those locations. Uh, They're all individually um, sort of. how would you say it, uh, individually um, managed. Uh, so there's no cross kind of foods. You can get pizza in the restaurant or the restaurant meal in the pizzeria. So they're all individually managed. Uh, but you can get food anywhere in the location. So that's the, uh, that's the idea. So.
1: Is it just me or is the Italian food booming right now where you're seeing Italian restaurants everywhere? Is it, is it just me?
2: Well, um, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I understand why. It's fabulous,
2: well, but... I think Italian food has taken a dip at one point uh, because uh, people got a little tired of the old Italian kind of fare, you know. Um, but things are coming back because Italian food has uh, reemerged as uh, a little more modern as well. and uh, But also Italian food nowadays um, looks into... Uh, different ways of appealing to today's crowd. So Italian food can be gluten-free, vegetarian, it can be vegan, can be many things as well. Whereas before it was one straightforward...
0: Oh, also in Italy or just in North America?
2: Well, I think mostly in North America, but in Italy as well. In Italy as well. They, they, there's so many options now where the Italian, even the traditional recipes, are prepared in a way that can be either gluten-free or... Uh, Vegetarian way or uh, whichever. But so, I
1: hear all the time that that people who who have gluten intolerance when they go to Italy and eat pasta or bread, they don't have the same reaction as they do in North America.
2: I, I think it depends on the pasta that you, mm. if you, the if flour. You know, yeah, we're talking about pasta in general. Now, uh, keep in mind that ninety uh, percent of pastas made in Italy are made with Canadian flour. Really? Yes,
0: that's from, shocking. From, from
2: Manitoba. So as a matter of fact, they call it Manitoba flour. Oh. Uh, so it's processed in Italy. But the difference that uh, you find in Italy is that uh, some of the, uh, most of the pastas in Italy are produced in Italy and they have their ways of, you know, ancient kind of methods of, pre- you know, uh, manufacturing the pasta. Um, in North America, there's many brands that I won't mention mm-hmm. uh, that are Italian-owned but they have their factories in the States, so their process is much different. So mm. they might even use the same flour, but the process of making the pasta itself, it's different. So they might be a little more heavy on the gluten or um, maybe a little more overprocessed. Uh, the Italian way is a little bit less.
0: Well, we switched completely to Italian flour because of that, because my wife is gluten and and after we had Anna, my nephew's wife from Italy that I introduced to you, yes. came and she said, what is this flower?" And since then, we switched completely to Italian. Uh, which Italian
1: flour from Manitoba?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, keep in mind, there's
2: a certain percentage of Italian yeah. flour produced yeah. in Italy as well. It's a small yeah. percentage. You know, you got to think that Italy itself as a country fits into Alberta probably about 12 times. Yeah. So the production of... Uh, wheat in italy it's it's minor so
0: going back to uh, tara's question about the flourishing of uh, the italian food in north america do you think that has to do with the advancement of the italian wines in the last decade and a half
2: i think so too yes Uh, i think um, i would say italy is is one of the great marketing kind of nations in the world they know how to market their products very well whether it's uh, cuisine, whether it 's wine or fashion, wh- whatever the case may be, they really know how to market that to the world so I think lately the wines coming out of Italy have much improved since uh, they you know the years before and but they also come with a very good uh, marketing project, and that's re- you know there's nothing better than drinking Italian wine with Italian food, so that has brought them together again, so we've seen a lot of Italian food food reemerging on on the scene quite a, quite a bit, for sure.
1: We're here with Giuseppe Di Gennaro, who's the executive chef and culinary director at the Vintage Group. So for those people out there who are not familiar with the Vintage Group, can you tell us about the different restaurants that Vintage has?
2: Okay, so Vintage Group has, I don't know all the restaurants by heart now, but quite a few, but it, they have, of course, the, the, the historical uh, vintage shop house mm-hmm. on 11th Avenue, Um, but also uh, chairmans um, Steakhouse, uh, steakhouse that's in
0: the Southeast, in the
2: Southeast as well, Um, Rendezvous, Mm -hmm. uh, Albans, they have a couple of sort of uh, pubs as well, like Royal Exchange, uh, Toro Bravo, which is a Mexican kind of um, themed uh, uh, eatery, Um, there's many more, there's about Probably about a dozen places that under the vintage umbrella. Um, so um, they do, you know, a, a great job at it. They provide different different uh, concepts to the public. So it's uh, it's a great company to, you know, to visit.
0: Giuseppe, so, you, you've been in in Calgary for three decades, more or less. Yes, uh, more or less. Yes, more or less, yes, and yes. you've been through uh, the names of the restaurants that Tara mentioned: Sonio, Capo, Borgo, Coro, to name a few. Yes. How, did you, how do you see the change in the culinary scene in Calgary from 1990
2: to today? Well, it's changed quite a bit. Uh, I think just the, uh, uh, the simple um, purchasing that has changed, for instance, you know, of products. Uh, I remember in, uh, in 99, when we started the project of Del Sonio, um, I remember to, to have arugula on the menu was like uh, you had to uh, place a special order. <laughs> so you you know to have your supplier had to need a two weeks prior <laughs> to get the arugula into Cal- Calgary. So it it has changed now. Arugula is everywhere, you know, and uh, so it, it really has progressed from zero to you know, 60 really mm-hmm. like, uh, in, a, in a heartbeat, really, uh, Italian food has changed quite a bit. I think the pilot of people has changed as well. It's not just the food itself, but in the way people eat, uh, we all know Italian food, Mediterranean diet. It's, it's one of those, uh, you know, best sort of, um, uh, cuisines, uh, that people uh, enjoy eating, whether it's Italian, Spanish, Moroccan, you know, it's, it's very, uh, healthy. It's, uh, and, um, we live in a world today where health is thank God for that. Uh, health is a, a priority for a lot of people, so it's uh, it's nice that Italian food can be, intru- you know, involved in in in, in that uh, sort of uh, concept as well.
1: What started your
2: love of cooking? You know, I started uh, when I was a being 11.
0: Italian.
1: In Ita- yeah, yes, well, <laughs> that'll yeah. start. That's a good start.
2: That's a plus, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's I it started when I was a small kid because I used to go to school and. Uh, um, you know, elementary school and stop in at uh, um, families' uh, restaurants where they used to make pizzas and stuff. I used to help out. So that's how it started. Um, I really, I, I was doing it just because it was family kind of business. Um, but um, I don't think um, my passion started until I decided to move to London, England. I was 16 years old and I moved to London, England to do my training. And, uh, that's what I sort of really got involved in, uh, in food in general. And I, believe it or not, I worked for majority like French restaurants, uh, because I was into, as a young, uh, cook, I was into, uh, uh, presentations and stuff like that, you know, and I was intrigued by that. So I did a lot of French, uh, cooking before I went back to my first love. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, um. And that's when I um, opened El Sogno in uh, the year 2000. Uh, that's exactly what I did. I actually turned Italian cuisine and mixed it with French presentations. And so we had a, a brand new way of uh, presenting Italian food. That was a great, uh, and it was great success as well in Calgary. So yeah, that's how it started really. But
0: uh, Our guest this morning is Giuseppe Di Gennaro, executive chef and culinary director of Vintage Group. Giuseppe, we have to take a short commercial break Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We are back with Giuseppe De Gennaro, executive chef and culinary director of Vintage Group. So, Giuseppe, I have to ask you a question. Um, who is a better cook? Your mom, uh, your sisters, or you?
1: Why would you put him on the spot like yeah. that? Because you know,
0: I, I they don't listen.
1: You can't say anything about your mom. <laughs>
2: they, they, they don't speak English. Okay. So <laughs> I, I can freely just say that I am the better cook. Be.
1: <laughs>
2: um, well, you know, they, they, they're good cooks in their own ways. They're home cooks. Uh, the flavors are fantastic. I have I have four sisters and a brother. Uh, so, and they all pretty much all cook. Uh, it's just in their genes, you know? But uh, um, I think they would uh, probably not perform very well in a, in a professional kitchen, a commercial kitchen. But at home, they do make
0: great meals. So is there a, the, the Gennaro Olympics? Uh, who's the best
2: cook? No, you know, <laughs> I, I, I remember um, I, I've been in the business a long time. And I remember one time... When I first actually opened El Sonio, I called my dad and I said, I'm going to open a restaurant. And my dad, that's how much attention he paid to what I was doing in life. <laughs> and he said to me, really? So who's going to cook? <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> what I, I said, I am. He said, do you cook? And I said, yes. So, I mean, that's uh, uh, to say that he didn't really know about me cooking uh, professionally. I mean, I, I had been doing it for, for many years already, but he didn't know. Um, no, there's no Olympics. I think we just, you know, we complement each other with, you know, if when I go back home, when I do, uh, if I cook a meal, it's always something that they don't do there. So I try to offer alternatives to the traditional Italian cuisine so they can try something different. And they enjoy
0: it. And they you presented it. the French way or you presented the Italian way?
2: The French way, actually,
0: yes.
2: <laughs> Just oh. to, to, you know, the, the give food some sort of uh, presentation. You know, like I think your your eyes, you know, you what they say, you eat with your eyes first, you know. And uh, uh, if food looks good, it's going to taste good. If it looks terrible chances are probably is going to taste terrible as well. So um, I'm more into techniques rather than just flavor. Um, so whereas my family is more like flavors, that's it. It doesn't matter if you butcher it. As long as it tastes good, it's fine. That's, that's their motto, you know?
1: Yeah. So when you're cooking all day uh, or all night and you get home and you're hungry, do you enjoy preparing yourself something at home or do you, are you tired of cooking?
2: McDonald, I don't McDonald's. I, yeah, you know, <laughs> McDonald's. I, I don't take work to, 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 uh, you know, home. bring home at yeah, home. Exactly. You
1: don't cook at home?
2: Um, if I'm off on the day, yes, I do cook at home on my day off. Um, you know, my, my kids sort of, my kids are them kids. They're in their twenties, uh, but they do enjoy, uh, dad's sort of cooking. Of course. Um, um but um, but I don't, myself, I don't prepare anything for myself. I just live on sandwiches when I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so, hey, I have yeah. to ask you about Italian sauce. You're, you're really, I think I may be judged after this statement, but I've never made homemade sauce. I, I always buy it from a jar. I know this is terrible. And my oldest was this year said, mom, you really have to stop this. Like, it's not that hard to make sauce. Can you, but I see it as something like, On when you see it online or anything, it's a a grandma spending all day hours over the sauce. And I'm like, I don't have time for the hours over the sauce. Can I make a sauce in a short period of time, a good Italian sauce? Absolutely, absolutely.
2: There's different sauces. You know, the sauce that takes like two hours on the stove, that's a sauce that is usually you make on Sunday and you let it sort of simmer for a couple of hours. Mostly it's a a tomato sauce, rich, maybe it has meat in it or something. But you can make a quick sauce. You can make a, a... Eight-minute tomato sauce as well.
0: Okay, tell uh, me, tell me. Well, well, he will send us the recipe, <laughs> and we'll put it on our web on our website.
2: You know, it, depending on, on the tomatoes you choose as well. Sometimes, if you buy good quality, and we're talking about canned tomatoes from Italy, so if you're buying good quality canned tomatoes, usually all you need in the pan is some olive oil, some garlic, some fresh basil. Let it sort of you know um, fry up in in the frying pan a bit, and then you throw in the tomatoes and let it cook down for eight minutes. Season it, salt and pepper. You're done. So. It Depending, but also as I was saying before, it depending on it depends on what kind of tomatoes you buy as mm. well. It's it's very important that you choose the right tomatoes. Italian, Italian tomatoes from uh, BC. <laughs> uh, and keep in mind, sometimes you know the price doesn't necessarily mean that it's better. Uh, sometimes the price is because the packaging is nicer. Um, so mm. you have to really know what tomatoes to buy. That's uh,
0: let's go back to Luca. Yes. Um, you just opened a month or two ago, if yeah, a
2: couple of months. Yes. How,
0: how is it going? What's the uniqueness of Luca and and
2: well, Luca uh, restaurant um, is doing very well um, at the moment. It just opened for dinner, although we are planning to open for lunch as well from mid October to early November. Um, so, uh, so the dinner service is doing we're doing very well. We're sort of jam packed every single night, so it's that's nice to see. Um, how it differentiates itself from other restaurants that I've had, for instance, um, it'll be probably closer to Capo than it would be to other, the other ones, the other concepts that I had. A little more refined, a little more elevated Italian cuisine with a, with a good presentation and all that. But we don't skimp on portions. Sometimes when you think of high-end or fine dining, you think of tiny little portions. So we, we're not skimping on that. We're actually giving you good-sized portions as well. So a little box comes with the plate,
0: because you can take the food home at the end, you know? So. <laughs> well, I have to admit that nothing went home with us. <laughs> My wife and I celebrated there, our anniversary and yes, yeah, did, we, yeah. we nothing went home.
1: <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. We're with Giuseppe Di Gennaro, the executive chef and culinary director at Vintage Group. So cooking is very different than running a business. How did you learn about the business side of owning a restaurant?
2: Well, I um, I was, worked as a chef in few restaurants before I owned my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, like I, I did my labor costs, my food costs, things like that. Uh, but for me, it was just tasks that I had to do. But when, the minute I started owning my own restaurant and I saw that if I wasn't making money, I had to take it out of my pocket and put it in, that sort of pushed me into... I need to take care of business. So I need to make money. So a- anything that you do in a kitchen has to become profitable. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's your labor, whether it's your food, everything that you do in the kitchen has to make your profit. If if it doesn't, you're just not running a, a good restaurant in terms of flavor of food restaurant, uh, but you're not running a good business. Uh, so combining the two is difficult. It's not always easy, uh, but, you know, it's something that you have to do. It's uh, It becomes second nature after a while. You know how much your ingredients cost and and how much you have to sell them for. Sometimes there's a lot of people out there, a lot of the public that, uh, you know, there's, oh, that restaurant's is really, really expensive. The portions are small. It's very expensive. You know, there's either the ingredient costs more than you think or there's a lot of labor behind it. So either way, or maybe the rent is just too high. And to <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? There's a lot of those factors you have to, to sort of counter in, so.
0: Yeah. Giuseppe Tara mentioned um, Capo, um, Borgo, uh, Coto. Um, I've done. In, I've dined in all three. <laughs> if you had today to mentor someone that wants to open a restaurant, what are the three nuggets you'll share with them? And the reason I ask is, my company, we, I see my retail guy is are dealing with a lot of new people want to go into the food scene and into the restaurant scene. And we see a lot of mistakes being done. So based on your experience as an owner, operator, uh, partner, and now executive chef and and culinary director, what are the three top nuggets you'll mentor and you guide that comes to you and say, Giuseppe, help me open?
2: Well, I I think first of all, it's it's important to have a certain amount of experience. Um, I should be the last one to talk. I mean, I opened my restaurant, my first restaurant here in Calgary. My experience wasn't that great. Uh, I mean, it was there, but I didn't have the experience that I have today. Uh, so have some sort of experience in the kitchen is number one. Um, it, whether you are a uh, front-of-house man or, or a chef, you should have food cooking experience. Um and I think uh, knowing your costs very important because, as I said before, running a business it's important that you what you buy you have to sell at a certain price because if there's no profit you have nothing. Um, but also, you know, prepare to uh, to work hard. It's it's one of those businesses that if you are in nature you are a lazy person, don't enter the restaurant business. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for you. I mean, it really. I mean, it's just not. You know, I, I'm I'm being pushed in, into taking days off you know, uh, by the vintage CEO himself, you know, he says, Giuseppe, you got to take time off. You're working too hard. You know, I.
0: He doesn't know you well.
2: well exactly. <laughs> you know, I've been working out for the last three months and I just, last week I took my first day off. Uh, so I've been working seven days a week, uh, like 12 to 16 hours a day. Why do I do that? Because I think, because it's in me, I don't see anything wrong by doing it. Uh, I just want the team that i that I'm training to be, Good at it before I depart. Before I say, okay, I'm taking a day off. You're okay on your own. If you're not comfortable, you need to make sure that that comfort zone appears or you develop that comfort zone. Um, so you know the, the the main things is to know what you're doing to begin with, and also uh, it's not just about what you like. You know, like don't feed your ego. You're feeding people um, as a chef. Sometimes, especially younger ones. They do food that is might be like overly complicated, maybe like 12 to 13, 14 ingredients on one plate. You know, it's that you're feeding your ego. Nobody cares how many ingredients you put on the plate. <laughs> People care about, about the flavor. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to feed your diners. Don't feed yourself, but feed your diners.
0: That's very important.
1: Oh, good one.
0: Our guest this morning was Giuseppe De Gennaro, Executive Chef and Culinary Director of Vintage Group. Thank you, Giuseppe, for being our guest. My pleasure. Thank Thank you. you. Grazie mille. Prego. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges.